there it is it is crazy the kind of thoughts that people have about money and one of the one of the most common thoughts is if you don't have it it's there's something it's like there's something evil about it it's like the most misquoted bible verse out there it's like <laughs> yeah. the love of money it's right. not money it, um, <laughs> if that was the case uh we would have a problem here at better wealth This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Brother. What's going on? Welcome to the Better Wealth family. Bro, I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I've been waiting for this episode for a while. Um, Dude, I feel like our story is going to be crazy because we freaking were friends pre-me at the bank. Yeah. Or let me take that back. I was at the bank, but me, before I started Better Wealth, you are an OG client. <laughs> Before you took over the investment department. <laughs> right. I think you're, so, yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> and I was like, I was the one that was like, dude, you're going to come into the financial service business. You have an amazing personality. You love people. And so with that, man, it is, it is a dream come true. I can mark it off my bucket list. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun journey. I appreciate you, man. And and I told you this before, and it just I remember when you said, bro, you're gonna be a part of the you know, financial services business, not them. You're right. Okay. And then the Lord works in mysterious ways, man. The God is good. And uh, look at look at us now. Right. Right. It's 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 crazy, it man. Me. We're we're he, uh, Demetrius is here in in Denver, Colorado. You're obviously going to share your story and all all that good stuff. But what was really cool is I was in the back yesterday as you guys were all kind of planning out. I mean, we, we do orientation kind of weird around here. It's like. You're in. I'm, I I think they were joking around, but low key they weren't. They're like, "All right, you ready to do your first call tomorrow?" And you're like, "What?" Um, but but anyways, um, I was in the background and I was seeing like Jeremy and Dom was here and you were here and Aaron and Dan. And we were just all, all strategizing and it was so surreal because I'm like, man, like this is so amazing, yeah. so amazing that there are multiple people that are so gifted that care so deeply that are here trying to figure out the be- best way, the best way to serve people. And so um, it, it, I, I told you this, no intention, like there's no intention to like try to get you to be on the team. It just happened. And I think that's what, um, I think that's what relationships, like good relationships, um, that's just how they pan out. So with that, man, um, I kind of gave you a very interesting intro. <laughs> I want you to introduce yourself to the Better Wolf family. And as you know, like I, I, I want to go deep into your story because I think, there is a theme um, and there's, I think people will be able to see your heart and people will be able to tell really quickly why you're going to be such a good fit here. And I'm telling you, this is not going to be the last time you see this face um, on not only a podcast, but we're going to be creating a lot of content and dude, your message is going to impact so many people. So with that, it's all you. Well, Hey, uh, like you, like you all heard, my name is Demetrius Walker, uh, born and raised in Wisconsin. Um, so I, I, we, Caleb and I met in college actually, yep. right? This, this um, is a fact. We, we yes. I did college. go to college, by the way, <laughs> for all of you guys yeah. that were wondering. <laughs> went to the same college. Um, you know, obviously that's where, where we met and things, but anyways, um, when I, when I graduated from college, I, I didn't necessarily know what I want to do in college. I didn't know ex- exactly what I wanted to do while I was in college. Um, but while, when I got, when I got finished with college, uh, I worked in higher education. I did that for about three years. I was recruiting. I was uh, traveling all over the place to get people to come to the university that that we went to, which was a fun gig. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was like, man, I don't, 
I don't necessarily see myself moving up the ladder of higher education. I believe it's a necessary thing. Uh, I believe that those jobs should be filled, um, but I believe that I wasn't the person to do that, right? Um, and then during my time in that role, <laughs> I started to take money very seriously. I wanted to learn how it worked. I met with this guy, right, to understand how it works. Um, asked him a lot of questions, some of which yeah. probably dumb. Yeah. Well, man, I think <laughs> it was cringy moments for both of us. Like, in all honesty, I w <laughs> let's just say we both learned a lot. Yeah. So, like, this was when I first started at the bank, and I uh, let's just say, let's just say, by God's grace, we're here. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that that's ex that's the only way you can explain it. Uh, but during my time at the university, I was I convinced maybe like four or five of the people when I within our office, like, you got to download this budgeting app, you got to understand how to, how your money works, and you got to start putting money away, saving it, investing it, blah blah blah. And I, I mean, and it was pretty cool. And I'm like, I should probably go into this. And I started to think about, is Caleb going to be right? Like, am I actually going to go into financial services? And you know, cool opportunities came about. Entered into the financial services industry, and I what I tell every single one of my clients is just two things. It's so simple, right? At first off, I believe within the world of financial services, it's like so confusing, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's meant to be that way though. Right, and I think we, like, we should be simplifying things, Yeah. right? I, someone once told me, I don't know if it was you, someone else, but it was like the best evidence of your expertise is, a, is an ability to simplify, Yeah. It's right? And so I tell my clients two things every single time. It's like clarity and control. Clarity yeah. and control, yeah. what we talk about constantly, constantly. Yeah. Because I believe if you have control over your money today, right, in the form of budgeting, protection, and you continue that throughout the rest of your life, that's probably going to be the only way that you're going to have any sort of clarity or direction yeah. for the future. And if you have clarity, you have confidence. Yeah. I like so that, that I mean, it's good. We didn't dive super deep into my story, but yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just so passionate about this stuff. Like, I just want people to understand it. And to take the take the complexities off of it because it doesn't have to be so complicated. And and not to get super in into depth and in this, but you were you were working as a financial advisor for another firm. Yeah. And and you just decided to make the switch. How did that work? Because I actually had nothing to do with that. Right. You actually it was actually a surprise to me, believe it or not. <laughs> I was like, oh wow. Like, um, but like talk to me about how that how that went down because you went from the university, mm -hmm. a secure gig. Mm -hmm. People, one of the most well-loved people at the university. I, don't I mean, know about all that, you, man. my smile is not <laughs> as impressive, uh, and that's what everyone thinks. I, I have an amazing smile, that, <laughs> uh, not not compared to yours. Uh, then you go into the financial service business and you crush it. I did pretty well. Like we're talking, um, like leaderboard well, mm -hmm. okay. And so doing super well. Tell me about that journey, what you learned, what was some of the, like, the things that you thought to be true that turned out not to be in this journey, and then why, why Better Wealth? How did, how, did the, yeah. how, did it, how did you end up here? Right. Um, one of the things that I learned in just kind of being in financial services, working with people face-to-face, -face, um, is that like, people aren't really clear about where they're going, yeah. right? Um, they don't start with the end in mind, and that's not like a shot at any one person yeah. or any people, period. Right. Um, but I, I just learned it's like, man, why is it why aren't these things taught within our school system? I know yep. um, another member of our team, he you know, made a video on that uh, recently. But anyways, um, the, the just the basic education just wasn't there. That's one of the main things that I learned is that the basic education just wasn't there. So I had a lot of fun 
having conversations with people and and just teaching them those types of things and um and then to answer the question about like how did i how how did i ended up here how am i at better wealth right now it all started like there was i wanted i had a question that i wanted to ask right hand dan about just about i think it had something to do with marketing or just like language and you guys knew each other like at that. the university yeah so those of you that know dan um he before him and i like you know started better wealth he was running a lot of he was working at the same university and he was like the guy the go-to guy for all technology systems so you guys knew of each other yep. and we knew each other really well uh -huh. in college because we were both in crew and yeah. we just hung out so it's just cool how it all we were all connected so you you reached out to right hand dan yeah. for some questions i just had some questions and uh he he jokingly said something about like you know what what a I forgot exactly what this phrase was, but essentially jokingly asking if I would consider better wealth. And I'm like, well, let's talk. <laughs> and at first I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm doing, I'm doing fine yeah. at, at this company. Like, wh why would I go over to better wealth? Um, but then as I started to spend more time with you guys, like everything from like my wife and I, we just came out to Colorado, you know, a month ago, just to honestly, just to be with her friends and, you know, be with you guys for a day and a half. And I'm like, just being with you guys. And from a business standpoint, the why is incredibly important to me. Yeah. Right. The the why that you do business, the why yeah. that we work with people. It's like we're not all about numbers here. Yeah. Right. Obviously, numbers are important. Yeah. Right. But we're yeah. not all about numbers. And that was that was very evident in just yeah. conversations that we had, very evident in the way that we run our business, very evident in the fact that you care about people yeah. first. So I mean, I could go on and on. <laughs> so I, it just, it just all made sense. Right. It all made sense. Right. So what was really, really neat just about you and your wife spending some time is you got to see, you got to see everything. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, uh, God bless her. She's the real winner. Right My here. wife is uh, amazing. <laughs> and, and so one of the things was, it was very, very important to me. And I, I've done this when Tr Trevor was coming on board. This was, you know, Oh, I don't know, three plus years ago. I did this with Jeremy, um, less with Dom, just with his situation. Like he he made a lot of the decisions. But like everyone that's come in to to our team, I've seen it as like a like your spouse has to be on the same page. And and I'm at the point where it, all like I will not have someone come on to the team if they if there's not peace. And you remember how many times I was like, dude, I like I'm praying for you. But I'm also like, I want this to feel absolutely right, right. because, dude, it, you took a step backwards, mm -hmm. a significant step backwards in full transparency to be on our team to build what we're building. Because, because I, I mean, you've known me, you've known right. that I, even in college, I was talking about this vision yeah. and then being able to meet other people on the team. It was like, oh my goodness, there's one thing that I'm super proud of. It's the people that I surround myself with right. here at Better Wealth. So walk me through like that journey because um was was Hannah was, was she like oh my goodness like absolutely not like yeah. what, what, was that like out of left field or did she kind of sense it or no it, it wasn't out of left field at all uh, my wife and I are pretty open uh, in communication about these types of things and you know I'm not gonna say we sit down and have this formal conversation <laughs> every time we're making a big decision but we we bring it up in conversation as you know as time progresses and it's like hey babe can we can we just pause this movie. Yeah. And pray. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just pray right now? Yeah. Um, not just necessarily for us, but for other people as well. But um, I think it had a lot to do 
with the Lord just showing clarity yeah. to both myself and her. And my wife wanted to know like what our logistics are going to look yeah. like and um, like all these types of things. And I'm like, well, let's just give her what she wants in, in terms yeah. of answers. And then, you know, let's break it down from there. It's good. So it's good. All right. So what I want to do is I want to go deeper into your story yeah, man, um, because, because I think a lot of your why is in your upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, and then what I want to talk about is a little bit of what would be a win for you in this next year? I mean, I, I know that we've talked a little bit about building a, a brand and I know that you have a heart to serve a lot of people that I'll just say this, that are very underserved right now. Yeah. And when I think about impact, when I think about intentional living, um, I know that I can speak to a certain group of people, but if I could do anything, if I could give people platforms and give people like you a megaphone, mm. I, all I got to do is get out of your way. So, so, so with that, Talk to me a little bit about your upbringing. Was money a thing? Like, because when we met, you you didn't know a ton about money, no, but I you didn't. were very hungry. Yeah. And now, do I look to where you are now, like being a leader, being a top top guy in your industry? I mean, props to you. And and I want to know what the secret sauce is. I don't know if there is any secret sauce, man. Uh, what you say, consistency, man. Uh, but anyways, let's see. My upbringing. So, man, how do I how do I even start that? So. It was, I would say it like this, my mom and dad uh, were together like, up until the year of 2000. And in 2000, I'm only six years old, right? And so I had a very um, not normal childhood. It was very normal to me, it was yeah. fine. Um, but it, by the, compared to every, you know, most, most other people or whatever, didn't have the most normal childhood. But anyways, my mom was working um, at a ma major car manufacturer, my dad worked at the place who made the seats for those trucks, right? And so monetarily, we were doing well up until 2008, yeah. right? 2008 comes around. It's like, shoot, like what, what's, what, what are we, what are we going to do? Like my dad, uh, he hadn't yet um, had his, he didn't even get his high school diploma in the eighties. Like, wow. Supposed to. wow. But I think one of the things that he did that was so powerful in my life um, just like watching him just work and work as hard as he could. He worked full time or going to school full time to get his GED then get his associate's degree. And then he got his bachelor's a year before I got mine. Right. And now he's making one heck of an impact in the county that I'm oh, from. That's awesome. Right. As a social worker. Um, but anyways, growing up, like, man, we went from like. When my parents split up, it was we wake up at my dad's house at four in the morning, hmm. drive us over to my mom's house. Uh, then we go back to sleep for another hour or two, get up, have some breakfast, go to school. Mom picks us up. We go back to back to her house. Then my dad picks us up and we started all over again. Every right? day. So every single day until we got maybe in our teenage years. And yeah. then we started to week at my mom's, week at my dad's and stuff like that. But um, we didn't talk about money a whole lot. Um, all I knew is that my parents wanted to provide. I know that my mom's very generous. Right? Yeah. She has a very giving heart. Um, and my dad really wants to make an impact. And so I think those are the two ways that they've influenced me in a big way. Um, just kind of seeing how they, how they operate. So a lot of, I'm, I'm fascinated how people thought of money growing up. Did you see it as a tool? Did you see it as a necessary evil? Did you even think about it? Um, I thought about it in the, in terms of like, I want more, Yeah, of course. but yeah. I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, I think it was more so a source of, of stress, or if you have a lot, then 
it's like you're evil somehow. Yeah, I, yeah. I, no, I, I don't know how to really describe man, it. I'm telling you, there it is. It is crazy the kind of thoughts that people have about money. And one of the one of the most common thoughts is if you don't have it, it's there's something. It's like there's something evil about it. It's like the most misquoted Bible verse out there. It's like <laughs> yeah. the love of money. It's right. not money. Dumb. <laughs> if that was the case, uh, we would have a problem here at Better Wealth. Um, so overall, okay, so why did you go to college? What were you thinking about? What was your major? What was your goal when you entered yeah. entered college? I went to college because everyone else was. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wanted the experience because my, my dad was very intentional about making sure we go to church. Yeah, right? that's good. Um, praise the Lord yeah. for that. And and I would say that when I was going through that, I was just, just going, yeah. <laughs> just to go, going through the motions. So I got to college and I'm like, I wanted to experience college, right? Yeah. I wanted to do the things that I know I should not have been doing as yeah. an 18 year old. Um, and then, you know, but what I majored, majored in, that, by the way, that, that was all over probably by the end of my freshman year. Yeah. I'm like, this is not me. This is not who the Lord called me to be. Yeah. Um, but my major initially was, I don't know if you know this, it was just healthcare administration. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it was a health science. Didn't, did you graduate yeah. with a communications major? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. And, and, I was like, and by the way, it's communication. Not communication. Okay, there you right. go. Thank you. Interpersonal and organizational communication is what I I got my degree in. I will minor in business. So. And what was your thought as you were going to college? Just like, okay, I'm going to get a communication <laughs> with a minor in business. Right. Right. What was your What was your dream at that time? Oh man, I thought I was just gonna. So eventually, as I was working in uh, the admissions office, I was a tour guide. Best tour guide ever. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was a tour guide. I was uh, helping to really build out this really neat multicultural leadership camp or conference that we had in the admissions office. And so I'm thinking, well, I'm going to go into higher education and I'm going to go ahead and get my master's degree. I'm yep. going to go ahead and get my PhD and maybe I'll be a dean of students, maybe you know, vice chancellor or something like that at a university. And I'm just doing that because that's all I knew. Yep. And I'm like, I, like I said earlier, I didn't see that for myself yeah very powerful career cool career not for me though now i want to want to walk your money journey mm -hmm. and at that same time as you're nearing graduation i i remember us meeting in college mm -hmm. you were definitely the cool kid that i wanted to be friends with um we were very involved in a campus ministry called crew and you were an mc i was that was so fun he's every week that was fun man the Mr. Communications up here <laughs> comes up and, you know, speaks and, and cr crew. I mean, we had, we had quite a few people that were part of that club. So you were by far pretty well known. I was, I was the face of the, yeah. of the, of the university kind of in the yeah. face of the, of crew. It was fun. Yeah. I, it was, it was, it was a blast. I, I enjoyed being a part of that as well. And so what, what ended up happening was we just became friends. I remember one of the first conversations that we had was actually at a camp. You remember that? Yeah. We were in the dining hall. And oh, I don't remember that then. And then I'm like talking to you. And again, I, my, I think the thing that I've learned the most is to talk less. I, I would say um, I, was, I was way more into myself early on in, in, the, in my career. And I was just very, very excited. And so I think I just like shared my excitement. And I think just through my passion and excitement, you got excited, but you didn't really know what you were excited about. You're like, wow. Right, like, right. And so that kind of sparked it. And then we just, you know, throughout time became better friends i saw you fall in love with your now wife mm -hmm. and and just and and that that happened so along those lines anything that you've learned 
obviously about money. And then I want to talk about this last year because um, you, you're, you're not top in your region for on accident. Like no. there, there was something that you did very, very powerfully. And I want you to talk about that as well. But talk to me about your money journey up until this point and some of the biggest things that you learned about yourself. Man, that's a good question. We, we, we should just to let you all know, there's no prefacing of anything <laughs> <laughs> with these questions. I'm like, man, money journey for me from then until now, then be, being college. You, you answer that. Okay. Yeah, so you share college. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. I think in its simplest form, it went for me not knowing how it works, not knowing how it grows, not knowing where I should put it to understanding where that should be. Yeah. Right. Um, and one thing that I learned, and I feel like this is a downfall of a lot of people in our country is we want to put the tiniest amount of money and hope the hope to God for the yep. biggest rate of return. It's, it's the lottery mentality. Right. right. That's what it is. Yeah. And and uh, I've learned that it, it's not about like, I hope it can get I hope it can yeah. grow for me long term, which, you know, we all want that. But it's like it's about volume of money. Yeah. Right. And having that grow. Um, who cares about where it is at, you know, yeah. when, when you have that money? But just, yeah. like, I don't know. I think for me, it was understanding that money is a tool rather than the goal itself. Right. I'm telling you, if if you get that, if you understand that money is a tool to help you accomplish what you actually right. want, you're going to totally think about investing different. You're going to totally think about even money itself different. Right. right. And, and people need to also understand the, the just the time value of money, like yeah, and just how much it can, what it can do for you yeah. throughout your life, right? Um, and so as it relates to you know me being a leader in the region and stuff like that. Um, I think it all boiled down to listening well and being empathetic, yeah. right? And so when I say empathetic, I want to be clear on the fact that I'm not talking about sympathy. Yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, so sad that your dog died. I mean, that that, that has its rightful place, right? Yes. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about really just repeating back to what someone just said to you, yeah. like making sure that you have clarity on what they just said. Yeah. Um, and making sure you have clear clarity on where they want to go, yeah. right? Um, understanding and diagnosing where they're at, yeah. right? What can you do to help? Yeah. Um, and 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 not be strictly numbers. Yeah. I think this business clearly is a, a big part of it is numbers, but yeah. man, I think it's way more. I think it's like ten percent of it. Yeah. Oh. Ninety percent is 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 not numbers at all. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, man. Like you can get all the numbers right, and if if let, let me. Put, let, let me take a step back. You could be an amazing, super smart financial advisor and know everything, all the right strategies. But if you can't sit across the table or across the Zoom meeting and be able to articulate what you're hearing that they uh, that those clients really want, you're not going to be effective. Right. You'll have the best strategy that will have zero buy-in. Right. Right. You got to know how to have a conversation. Right. Do you remember when we first talked and I asked you, like, what do you like? Who do you really want to serve? Do you remember your answer? Because it's incredibly powerful. Yeah, man. So when I think of how large my family is on mom's side and dad's side, whether in my hometown or my dad's hometown, it's like there I want to be able to help the black community in some form or fashion with the education, with the education and implementation of financial principles. Yep. And I want to do so in a way that isn't like let me share everything that i know like let me share with you what i believe was going to be impactful for you yep. in your life and that you can share with your kids and that they can share with their kids and helping them to understand yep. how to create a legacy because one of the biggest things that i've 
learned as I've met with people of color throughout this, throughout my time in financial services is like, we have a huge heart to want to like leave a legacy of some sort. Yeah. Right. Um, and I want to be able to help in that. When you look at the black community, what is one of the big things that is like reflecting back to you that saying like, Hey, this needs to be eliminated. Um, because I agree with you. I, I mean, it's like, there is a huge segment of our country that's being underserved. And what, I, what fires me up is again, man, you have a platform and you will be m way more well-received than people like myself. It's just, it's just being self-aware. Yeah. It's being empathetic mm -hmm. to how can we best serve different people right. around, around the country. Yep. What, what is that one thing that if you could, if you had a megaphone at this point and saying like, if you could change one thing, is there a common theme that you're seeing? Um, mentality around money and when I have it, I want to spend it. Yeah. Now I'm not speaking for the entire black community per se, just what I've seen. Right. Right. Just what I've seen. And so, um, I think if there's a mindset shift, paradigm shift, if you will, as it relates to man, just putting money in its rightful place for a long-term growth and perpetuity, I think that there's a lot of doors that can be open yeah. in the black community. And, and I'll just repeat what you said is clarity and control, yeah. clarity and control. If you can seek, if you can have absolute clarity on where you want to go and then understand how to take control and take back control of your wealth, um, talk to me about what control means to you mm. um, because control looks a little bit different for each person. I like to talk about control as like the ninth wonder of the world where it's like you are having access to your money and being able to use your money and for it not to be taken away from uh, an entity like the government. Sure. How do you, when you articulate control, how do you articulate it? Very simply. Um, I think I might have mentioned earlier, but I say it so often, that I don't who knows. But when I talk about control, I'm talking about budgeting your money, having a cash flow yeah. system. I, it doesn't matter to me if it's on an app, if it's on an Excel, if it's on pen and paper, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. But just that you have that cash flow system. And yeah. the key there is the system. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you're tracking it throughout, yeah. the, right? Because yeah. some people are like, I'm gonna spend no more than call it $500 on groceries. Yeah. And then it's like, how much did you spend? It's, you know, November 17th, November 18th. Uh, I don't know, about 400. Yeah. And like, really they spent 650, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so tracking your money is incredibly yeah. important. To when you track your money, you control it. And it's just, right. it's just a fact. I mean, 100%. it's like, you just become way more aware. And there, right. there is something actually to, um, when Dave Ramsey says don't use credit cards, the one thing I'll give to him is it's it's easier to spend money on a plastic card. It is. And and so tracking definitely is key as it relates to that. Um, don't I called you uh, dumb. <laughs> I knew I was gonna do that. We the thing that we said early on, like I struggle you with called him me earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um now I'm now you got me. I lost my train of thought here. My apologies, sir. Um so what I wanna what I want to, I had a question. What else is on your mind <laughs> while, I, while I collect my thoughts? Um, I will say to that tracking piece, that was incredibly powerful for my wife and I yep. when we got, well, when we got engaged. Yeah. Cause I think it was a month or I think about a month before we got married. We got married July, 2018. Uh, it was June, 2018 where we we're like, okay, we're just merge the accounts yep. and uh, that's just what we do. Um, and I want to make sure that we know how much we have to spend yes in whatever category that is yeah i don't want to be overspending yeah yeah <laughs> um so that that's one thing that was incredibly powerful one of the things one of the domains that we own is convertibleterm.com mm -hmm. 
I'm incredibly passionate about making sure that people are insured. And a lot of people read this book and they'll say, Caleb, I want an and asset, overfunded life insurance. And, and quite frankly, man, the more and more that we serve and talk to people, we realize that majority of the population, it's, they're not at a good place to start an and asset today. They, what they should be doing is they should be creating a debt strategy. They should be insuring their family. They maybe should look into disability to make sure that they're insuring their income. And so one of the things that you're going to be heading up is figuring out how we get convertibleterm.com to be this company that streamlines the ability to get people insured, but then also focuses on tracking their money on debt. Because, because how many people out there can actually save $10,000 a year? If you can't, you may be better off getting a special type of convertible term, talking to a coach like you and actually maximizing efficiency instead of looking at some kind of product to be the silver bullet. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, people don't understand the value of their life. Like most people, I would say. Yeah. Like, they, like human value. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and there's a lot of calculations out there that you can do. But like, if you, especially for people who have a family, who have like a, a significant other, things like that, and they're, and they're young, right? And I think about the fact that if that person were to pass away, man, yeah, the impact that that would have on their on their family in a not so good way, yeah, like I would feel terrible not making sure or at least having that conversation to see what they want as yeah. it relates to that type of protection. Yeah. So I and part of Better Wealth, we are very focused on helping people live more intentionally, and that looks like we're actually, ironically, I'm having some conversations with some people that are are going to be helping us build the family office these are like for the high net worth special tax strategies premium finance strategies special investment strategies so you have that then you have a lot of our you know bread and butter right now are people that are entrepreneurs investors families that have money that we're helping them through efficiency and um Jeremy's incredible with that. Then we have people that just want the end asset, and we're obviously we're willing to serve people in that way. And one of the things that you're going to help us is is really be able to serve people that need to pay pay off debt, need to insure their family, may need to insure their income, may need a a, a debt tra or debt tracking or spending tracking. And it's like I am very excited to build that out because there's a lot of people. Talk about the most underserved market because most people don't want to serve these people because it, there's, quote, unquote, not a lot of money in it. But I'm telling you, something funny happens when you put people first. Mm -hmm. And that's what our whole company's about. Yep. It's like my whole bet is, is be super valuable to people. And I, I'm pretty sure the person that can create the most value will be taken care of in the long run. Yep, I agree wholeheartedly. That's good, man. Anything else that you want to share? Um, Anything else on your mind? Like I, one of one of my other favorite questions is now that you're here, you've spent you know a little over a day with us, and you've in, have interacted personally with Jeremy, and Dom, and myself, and Dan. Anything that any anything that like shocks you? Any surprises? Any and you're like, wow, that's interesting. Not necessarily. Um, Y'all, everyone on this team, you all are, are incredibly talented, incredibly smart. Lots of things to learn. Um, I'm. I, I don't think there's anything necessarily that that shocked me though. I, I I'm not. I'm you knew not, a lot coming in. Right, yeah. right, right. Sorry, sorry. I'm not able to to give that pack the punch like you want. <laughs> it's all good. Um. All right. So last question. It's called the legacy question, mm -hmm. and the legacy question essentially goes like this: This is your last day on earth. You're with the people that you love the most. You can't give them anything 
uh, tangible, but you can give them this last conversation. What are you going to make sure to communicate in that last conversation? Mm. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I want to answer that question in two separate ways. So for people like call it some of my family or whomever else that, that it is that I know really well and that I love a lot, um, who don't know Jesus yet, man, the, the message that I would share with them is Jesus lived, he died. There's significance to that. He rose again. There's significance to that. Why? So he, so that he can give you life, right? That's what like straight up just the gospel is what I would share with those who are not believers yet, okay? Uh, for people that are believers, I'll say my, my mom, my dad, my sister, my wife, um, people like that, um, I would probably, as, as everyone grows in their career and they grow in their you know, sets of knowledge and their specialized knowledge and whatnot, I would, I'll, I would have them chew on the, the, the phrase of people, do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's so true. Like even with recruiting, when I was in recruiting, like people, like I would, the, the, the office that I was a part of, in my opinion, probably one of the best admissions offices in the country because that entire office, everyone in there, they care about people. They, 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 they care about people so much. Right. As opposed to here's what we have at our university. Right. Yeah. Um, same thing in the financial services world. Same thing with, you know, health world like my yeah. like my wife is in. Like, that's what I would say. I I acknowledge JG, who's like a second father to me, who ultimately gave me the platform at the bank, mm -hmm. 19 years old. And he said that exact same phrase to me. He said, Caleb, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. so and it's because of that caring that that's what drives us to really know a ton because yeah. it's no excuse not to be competent in the field that we're in. So, right. man, we're just, we're just getting started. <laughs> yes, sir. It's, it's day two. It's day two, man. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm excited for, for what's to come. Um, but I'm, I am beyond grateful to, to, as Jeremy would say, go into battle with you, mm -hmm. but ultimately to look back on these, on these days and say, wow, like these were humble beginnings. Um, I promise you there's going to be times where you're going you're to get frustrated with us. There's a lot going on. Yeah, no one's perfect, man. But we, we truly do care. And I think what we're going to build is is not just going to change the industry, but it's going to change a lot of people's right. lives for the, for the better. And so from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. And um, stay tuned, everybody. Make sure to, to reach out. How can, they, how can they reach out congratulate you? Uh, just send a quick email, Demetrius at BetterWealth.com. And um, I'm assuming my name will be spelled properly <laughs> on this video somewhere. <laughs> I hope so. You know, it is better wealth, but I'm not in charge of the spelling. Um, also, if you're if you're watching this or if you're watching this on YouTube, it would be amazing if you subscribe to this channel. If you're a fan of this guy. He's going to be on our channel um, more than he is now. That's that's yeah. not a, that's not a high bar to hit. Um, or if you're listening to this on my podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're listening to this on an Apple, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and if you could write a five-star review, we're trying to get um, our reviews up because the more reviews that we have on the show, the more people have access to just finding our show, which you know helps us share the message. So again, thank you so much. It's been a true honor, Demetrius. It's, it's gonna be fun. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.